Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the she in friendship. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. You are so welcome. <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, you're one of my favorite friends. Oh. I mean, did I even have to say that though? I think we we Actually, know that about people in our yeah, lives, yes. but we are still supposed to say it, right? I guess. I mean, people know it like, oh, my husband will use it as a measurement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll be like, well, I know like it's not going to be like it is with you and Joy, but <laughs> it's like a measurement. Like he'll have me like measure things against like. Right. It creates like some perspective. <laughs> Right. It's like when you're taking a picture of like a scary bug and you like need to put like something in to like give me an idea of right how big yes. we're talking about. It's the size of a quarter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I get it. Um, well, thank you. It's a measurement. Mine is also. <laughs> is it a friendship compliment? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, kind of they always are. But um, true. so, you know, when you were young. And your friend was coming over and you'd like watch through the front window and be like, <laughs> when is their car pulling up? Yes. So I definitely was doing that this morning. <laughs> I got in at nine and I was just like working away and doing some things. And you had told me at a certain time that you were in Wickenburg. And yep. so that means like about an hour and 15 minutes right. from this point that you had texted me. And so around the time that I deduced you would be here, I was like standing by the front door. I was like, I just want to see her the minute she's here. Okay. I need to see her. And then I sat in the car for, well, not forever. For me, this was a long time because normally, I mean, so we're from a place that's an oven. Like you don't hang out in your car. No, you don't Mm -mm. do that. Like, people who just, like, sit in their cars, that weirds me out. I don't understand it because, like, when you get where you're going, you turn off your car and run inside so your skin can stop burning. That's, like, what you do here. But this car, (laughs) the backup camera, I had to take a picture of what it looks like when you put it in reverse because it's, like, I showed you, right? Like, it's, like. The aerial view one. It's, like, the car came with a drone that, like shows you an aerial view and i was like paying attention i noticed like the the aerial view like it matches the colors like it looks like a real picture right i know it's i know this car doesn't come with a drone yeah so it's not a real picture there's not like a little periscope that like shoots out (laughs) from the top of the car and points the camera down at you right but i just couldn't believe like when i put the car in reverse that it gave me a backup view like there's obviously a backup camera but it also had an aerial view of what's around me and like when i threw it in reverse and i was next to you it like there's your car right 
the right color, like everything is the right. It was so, so whatever. I just like hung out for a second. I need to take a picture because I, I was rem- like, this is crazy. I remember seeing like whatever card did that first. Yeah. I remember seeing it in the commercial and just being like, how? How? What is happening? How is that I know. happening? I know. These, um, these newer cars, they just like. Cause they like drive for you. Yes. They're like you, they're. Like have, they know where the lane is I and they like so keep many, in the lane. I have so many feelings about this, like bad feelings about some of this technology. Okay. I really think we should do a whole episode like, on it. Autonomy. Yes. Sentience. Yes. Like the fact that these newer cars will slow you down. Like there were right. points where I'm coming around a curve and I felt my car decelerate, but I yeah. was not decelerating. Yeah. It chose to, to decelerate. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. America is not the market for that car. Stop it. I know that how fast in a I want to go society. around this. Yes. I know how fast I can do this or not fast I can do this. Stop. I'm, I'm the driver. Don't you tell me. And I just think at some point the government is going to, never mind. Nope. Nope. I'm not doing it. We'll have, yeah. I just, we'll get into it. I just think it's interesting. But anyway. Yeah. I, I'm Summer. Wait, did you do your compliment? I did. You did. Where yeah. are we? this is usually the part where we introduce our topic Uh and then we talk about it tell me more because i don't even well how does this show go (laughs) what do we do are we hosting a show today hopefully (laughs) okay um today i wanted to talk about friendship Mm. Um, it's the best ship there is so cheesy but <laughs> that's what you true. came for and my mind started like going off in a million different directions uh-huh. in terms of visualizing that right we're not gonna go there nope one day um yeah well so well so are we i should have asked you this before no this while is we a were great, prepping for several time. hours this is a great time to do it i like it are we talking about the thing yeah let's on this about, episode yeah i think so okay yeah so um i wanted to do this topic first of all it's a thing i think about quite a bit um and it's important and it's very meaningful to our existence here as humans and it's an enormous blessing from god um but also uh as i'm sure you guys all know we did this interview Nobody watched it, right? Not a big, nobody listened to it. Not a big deal. No, uh, not many opinions on it. None. Um, and so we, like, it in that interview, we approached the topic of of friendship and yes, um, who needs friendship in the church and what should how, it look like, right? Yeah. Um. So I think that sort of inspired the topic a little bit, right? But, I guess before we get into the meat of that conversation, Mm -hmm. we've had some questions about the interview. Um, We're not sorry if you're looking for us to like slam anyone right now, but we're not going to, we're just going to answer some questions that we got about the interview and maybe just have some final thoughts and then we can talk about some stuff. Yeah. So I think between, I, I think I already told joy, but we just had, so many kind of follow-up questions after our interview with Nate Collins. A lot of people who were like, can you expand on this? Can you talk about this? I don't understand this. And um, I want to show Nate due respect and not just necessarily like go back and 
kind of this isn't the part two of the interview right like <laughs> right i don't want to like ever did a part two like nate would need to be here for it <laughs> right but i do we obviously believe that i mean your head would have to be stuck in the sand if you weren't aware that this the topic of uh you know, Rosaria told us over a year ago that the gospel is on a collision course with the topic of sexuality and identity. And we are living in it. And we think that it's obviously very important. And we, you know, there were some things that Nate um, hit some positions that we share with him. And um, on this topic, I think it sounds like there's probably more positions that we don't share with him. Um, And so, yeah, I understand why maybe it was kind of confusing. And I kind of just want us to be able to state, like, this is our position. And the 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 people speaking at that conference, they are they are into something called spiritual friendship. And it was a very important aspect of the conference. And um, I think it just does bring up a lot of things that we need to talk about, about friendship in the church. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why. Um, Rosaria Butterfield, when speaking to her on the topic of homosexuality, she, her, the conversation constantly turns to the topic of hospitality and friendship and discipleship for a reason. Mm -hmm. And there's also a reason why (laughs) the people who hold an opposing view, a different view of homosexuality in the church are also talking about friendship. So we think it's important to talk about that as well. Um, and we'll get there, but so um, I think that for, for me, when thinking about the Revoice Conference, there is a social conversation uh, going on. Um, and I think at the bottom of this conversation is this idea of, um, needing to make people feel welcome. And I think that's right. a really anemic view of what the gospel is and what real spiritual friendship is and how to love people who are struggling. Yeah. Feeling welcome um, is not the answer. And I think that this really kind of is a temperature gauge on um, how much the church currently looks like the culture because uh, prioritizing a felt need Mm -hmm. um, is, is the, is the idolatry of man. Right. It's very man centered. Well, we do it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, so I guess these conversations that we're having aren't even separate, like the conversation about the interview and the conversation about the friendship thing, they're not really separate. I think, um, I, I think we, uh, we can make our desire to be cared for sinful yes. that can turn into idolatry. Yeah. Um, we s- reject the notion that God cares for us. And yeah. and or like can't meet our our physical needs or our emotional needs. Yes. And so we look to other people, and of course, other people are there to supplement. It's just a blessing. Right. It's like this extra thing that God gave us to feel more cared for. Um, and often the the people that God puts in our lives, they are a means of God's grace. Right. To us. Yeah. And the the body, the church body, is a essential means of grace yes absolutely and well and we know that from scripture right we know that the body is absolutely necessary so i think it's it's hard to say the point i guess that i'm trying to make is that if if um 
your ability to be in a church and be in a body is how they make you feel, you may have something wrong. That's not the only feeling that mm-hmm. you should have when it comes to entering a group of people, when it comes to having friends. Right. Um, we're, we're really not supposed to be doing, um, we're supposed to consider others more significant mm-hmm. than ourselves. Yeah. And we're not supposed to do anything from rivalry right. or conceit. Right. Um, and so if you, and I'm not saying that there's not a time for you to say, I really need to be cared for right now because yeah. I can't do this by myself. Like we, we have uh, like all this works out in the end. If you can look at scripture <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think that we have the, t- we as humans, not just certain populations of humanity, but we have, we, uh, have this propensity to, um, when we view friendship, we think of it as um, how good of a friend is everyone to me. Right. When I think that a better perspective on it would be um, is uh, I can always be a better friend. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, there's a balance between mm-hmm. those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are placing a lot of importance on how people are, how good of friends people are being to us and it right. it shouldn't you just be careful <laughs> is what i'm saying <laughs> right right well and i okay so that's yes that's a whole other that's a topic i want to get to into and i know you have some thoughts on that that i've like actually been really excited to hear oh okay because as you guys know we don't share notes beforehand because <laughs> um, i just like to be excited but before we get into that i kind of just want to state um, what we believe and why we don't agree with kind of the the crux of what was trying to be accomplished at Revoice, and a lot yeah. of that does a lot of that does revolve around what what is friendship, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the conference included the aim of figuring out the role of quote severe self discipline in purifying desire. Um, and there's a lot of talk, and this was um. This has been going on for a while. This is not new, um, but there's kind of this discussion of like what what aspects of queerness or homosexuality will be redeemed um, right. in the New Jerusalem when Christ comes and we are no longer in sin. Mm-hmm. Um, they're asking the question, what parts of this queerness will be redeemed? And we would say that our sin, like sin is never looked at that way. Mm-mm. Um, sin is never looked at as, okay, what, what aspect of this can be redeemed? Um, a murderous desire is sin for, as we know from the Sermon on the Mount, um, and anger in your heart towards your brother condemns you just as much as the actual act will. Um, which I think is a, another point at which we would disagree. Mm-hmm with his position, but I think it's important that we point out that scripture continually points us to creation. It appeals to the created order for a model for us to follow. Mm-hmm. So there's two types of revelation. There's scripture, what's been revealed in the wor- the word. And then um, there's the revelation of creation. Romans one tells us that even those who just being alive in the world yeah. uh, means that you know God exists and that you're without excuse. Um, and so you also see all over the New Testament, the, um, 
the apostles appealing to the created order. Jesus appeals to the created order um, when he quotes, uh, you know, man was made in the image of God, male and female, which is Genesis 127. Um, families are to be ordered a certain way. And if uh, we see that in Ephesians 5 because of the creation order. Um, and so God doesn't just tell us homosexuality is bad and don't do it. He does say that to be very clear. Yeah. Um, but he also tells us why. So it's not like here's just a bunch of things to do. We're right. always getting. I don't like these things. Don't do them. Right. We know that God is a God of order and that he had intent when he created yes. things for those things to be that way. Um, and so homosexuality isn't just bad <laughs> um, right. because God says so. It's bad because he says so and because it goes against how he created us because it's unnatural. Um, he created us as sexual beings and our sexuality is it's designed to work a certain way to orient us <laughs> a yeah. certain way sexually. Um, and it's just a part of natural law. And so God built this order into nature and it's not it is not possible. It is not ontologically possible that God built something disordered like a homosexual desire into nature. Right. Because when God created us, he saw that it was good. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of a lot of the confusion goes back to what we are going to talk about, which is the spiritual friendship. Mm -hmm. um, but I essentially, do, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I do think, so my, the, the point, for me, like, it's very closely related to what you said. My uh, issue, for lack of a better word, okay, with what Nate was saying and what this conference was about was, like, I, I, I understand, uh, and it's not just with this thing. I have this problem with a lot of things that we're doing <laughs> in our culture. Um, <laughs> yep. But, uh, so, like... We all undeniably, so like you have your identity before God, you're in him, you're not in him. And of course, God and as the infinite creator made us with different personalities, we have different talents and struggles. Um, and some of that is based off of just living in the world, like nurture, right. if you want to call it that. Okay. Um, I mean, to me, like if sin infested the world, that could also be nature. But right. <laughs> um, yep. But you know, uh, so we all. It's my my issue isn't that we don't have individual identities. Like we have a lowercase identity, like little I identity. Um, so my 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 thing is, um, I I don't think there's anything wrong with like contemplating and observing who we are and how we think and we feel it can be beneficial, of course, as I said. Um, but so these things, they, they can't be superimposed over the most important identity, which is where we stand um, either in Christ or right. without him. Right. Um, and so uh, it, it's consider that your lowercase I identity is plagued with sin yes and error yes um and so you can absolutely explore your earthly identity here but if, if you if you believe in a soul mm -hmm. and you believe 
in heaven mm-hmm. and you believe in God's original design. Yes. How tightly are we to cling right. to things that we were not designed to be and right. that will pass away right. when we pass away? Right. Um, so if you have a sin that sort of infiltrates your life and you can say, oh, I probably struggle with the sin because this thing happened to me and this thing happened to me or I did this or I grew up this way. There's really nothing wrong with that, but there is a moment where you are so focused and identified in something that will pass away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I think that's, that's dangerous. And mm-hmm. that's said as someone who is totally philosophically leaning and very self exploring you know what I mean? Um, I just yeah. think that that's the perspective we're to have on the thorn in our side. Yeah. Which is that like these things, whether whether I'm sinning because of something, because I was a victim of something, or if I'm sinning uh, because I'm sinning yeah. and it's in my nature, mm-hmm. like those things are to pass away and we sh- we don't need to cling to them. Right so tightly that they become a part of an identity that we just can't let go of. Right. Yeah. And to your point, I would say that there's no, there is no category of homosexuality as a noun in scripture. It's something, it's a sin that's committed. It's something that we do. Right. And there's no, there's no sexual orientation language in scripture. There's just a male, female binary with a sin orientation right. an unnatural due to the fall yeah. mm-hmm. and then once you're born again you're you have a new citizenship in christ that where there's a exchange right. of the old man yes. for the new yeah and so god has has a set of ethical and moral responsibilities for each sex um and i think this concept that this uh, I don't know if vice is the word. The thing is, if, is- a, if, if, if a if a if a if the idea of orientation um, was virtuous, if your if your orientation towards the same sex has could have anything virtuous about it, then it's not going to produce a vice, right? And so you don't get vice <laughs> from virtue, and and a properly ordered desire cannot lead to disorder. Right. But the argument it seems to be coming from this crowd is that um, if there's any kind of vice that comes from this gay orientation that that can potentially be virtuous, then it would be accidental. But that's not the case because virtue doesn't leave to vice and something that's disordered uh can't be it, it if, or, if something's disordered and it becomes ordered it's no longer disordered right like it ceases to be right um so if a habit is good if it, if an orientation is good then there's the there should be no sinful distortion possible by it does right. that make sense yes and so it just seems like there's this encouragement to not we're we're told to flee sexual immorality right. not figure out how to make it ordered or make right. it good and and temptation is not your friend yeah um we're not supposed to make an identity with a pattern of temptation 
Um, and a sexual temptation can obviously qu- very quickly become an identity yeah. that it, of, of an indwelling sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Rosaria talks about it in terms of like, it's kind of, you know, trying to like be comfortable with this temptation or make this disordered thing ordered yeah. um, is like adopting a pet tiger and taking it into your home and then wondering three months later why it scratched your eyeball out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's what tigers do. Yeah. Um, and homosexuality is a sin that should be mortified. Yeah. It's not a behavior that should be modified. Right. Well, and that's the thing is we're like, how are you struggling with this? Because we we agree on the point that this is something you would struggle mightily with right it's not it's not the type of thing that is just gonna go away or it gets better once you're attracted to a female christian and like snap right like now you are fully sanctified right that's not how it works right sanctification is a process but you have to be willing to do the work and the work doesn't involve letting keeping the pet tiger right (laughs) and you you were still identified at that moment as in christ not by your struggle right so so here's where, and I guess m- maybe you want to stay here, but I was going to say to me, the issue, so the struggle um, that we see with people who once identified as homosexual um, is that they feel as though if they're open about their struggles, they will be treated differently mm-hmm. or not treated well mm-hmm. um there that's a problem yeah um and so uh that's what leads us to friendship so we're talking about how do we solve this problem of people who have had labeled themselves as same-sex attracted it, how do we make them feel welcome in a church how do you show them love they are your neighbor right how do you love them right well so, and to be clear we're not tackling this topic today but i think it well i think it's important in the conversation we're going to have about friendship and loving this group exactly that it's important that we we don't hear like oh well it's difficult because they were afraid and then create a theology out of that right um the solution to this already exists right is that's why we're talking about friendship i'm not saying that our conversation we're having about friendship is going to solve all the issues in this area. Right. But it, right. in scripture, right. it already exists. Right. Hospitality. Legitimate image pictures of stories of friendship. Right. It, it, it already exists. We don't need to create a program right. that allows uh, straight people, air quotes, in churches to be more accepting and loving towards homosexuals. Right. That... We should be treating people in our churches who are our brothers and sisters as our brothers and sisters, whatever they have going on. Um, and they should be welcome in our homes, whatever right. they have going on within safe boundaries. Right. Um, and I think that I just want to make it clear that we're not saying, oh, um, you know, this is difficult for people to talk about because they're afraid. Therefore, let's go off and build this other theology so yeah. that that fear is removed. There's no, anytime, there's no sin that we tackle that way. Right. <laughs> anytime that you are in sin and you are going to confess it to someone, 
it's probably a little scary yes. no matter what the yes. sin is yes. you know what i mean like it, it, it it's like no one enjoys no <laughs> admitting mm -mm. what a horrible sinner and wretch they are yeah um but we at the same time we have a responsibility to confess our sins anyways mm -hmm. and we have a responsibility to love each other in such a way that we are in the habit of confessing those sins mm -hmm. and that's hard yeah it, it is. is it's hard work but it's it's worth it it's yeah. good work it's like the work we should be doing it's yes. the work that we should be willing to sweat for yes so anyway Absolutely. let's talk about friendship yes <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said everything I really yeah, want to say good. about that for this moment. Well, and that, I mean, I guess is the last statement, like that, if I could go back and do the interview again, mm -hmm. I might change some of my questions, Ooh. but I wouldn't want it to go any differently than it did. No, uh, -uh. no. And I, I don't see, I don't see anyone in this group particular, um, of the spiritual friendship and stuff really doing like any kind of debate anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but I do hope that they're, I hope there's more conversation because the conference just ended. It happened. And now we need to deal with it. Yeah. And how are we going to move forward? And how are we going to have this conversation? And um, I think that people need to stand up and mm -hmm. say, this is not biblical. Right. Um, and I think that there are brothers and sisters who are probably very swayed and caught up in this movement that need to hear the truth and hear the gospel clearly spoken into their lives because um i think this could be potentially i think it's very damaging to our brothers and sisters who struggle with this sin to um kind of embrace it with arms wide open and try to find a way to um instead of more instead of mortify it to modify it right and they need to hear the truth yeah the solution to the problem that's being presented is not extra biblical. We've already been given yes. the solution to it, yes. which would be hospitality, yes. love for neighbor, yes. uh, friendship. Yes. So, I yeah. mean, it's the same, it's the same way that we love our, anybody in the church who's single. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that's again, that's why Rosaria talks so much about hospitality um, because it is something that Christians are supposed to be doing. Um, she encourages us to think of our homes as hospitals to mm -hmm. use to the glory of God, yeah. not a physical, actual hospital, right. but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, please don't do that. A hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a hospital for souls. Um, and so I think a lot of the conversation around homosexuality is okay. Well, now I can't get married, which again, I don't agree with. I don't think that's right. the right answer. I think that, um, the answer, we also don't think the answer is just get married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the answer is that, um, we should be bearing one another's burdens and you can't right. do that if you are not active and serving and with the body. Yeah. Well, and bearing one another's burdens does not mean an immediate healing of um your feelings right it doesn't and it doesn't mean an immediate sanctification in a certain area right and so i guess to to start out the friendship thing and little friendship conversation <laughs> um friendships are supposed to be long-standing mm -hmm. and patient and not all friendships will be the same 
Right. Um, you will have friendships where you predominantly serve. Yeah. The other person or where you're served. Yeah. Um, you'll have friends that you go f- to coffee with one mm-hmm. time and you're like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll have friends that like it, it just develops over time and you get right. to know each other better. Right. Um, and so friendship really is this, it's this very diverse sort of complex yeah. thing. Um, and I really, I really think of it. I'm encouraged when I think of it as a blessing mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I just get to have. I don't, I don't deserve it. Right. Um, and by all accounts, I've been a bad friend. We like, all have. <laughs> all of us have. <laughs> but so I just, I, I guess mainly I just wanted to take a moment to just look at what a thing of beauty it is. Mm-hmm. And we're not, su- we're not supposed to taint it mm-hmm. with rivalry or conceit. Right. We're not supposed to do that. Um, and we're supposed to count people as more significant yes. than ourselves. Yeah. Um, I just clicked off my notes. Why did I do that? <laughs> I was well, so something I was when you said brought up this topic. Um, I wanted to see where all the um, the one another's were in mm-hmm. the New Testament. And I think there's 59. OK. Or 47. It's oh, between 47 and 59. <laughs> okay. I'm really bad with numbers. <laughs> Um, but I'm really encouraged by the one another's mm-hmm. directed towards believers, yeah. um, in the Bible. And you've got be at peace with one another. Don't grumble with one another, be of the same mind with one another, accept one another. Um, don't bite, devour and consume one another. Don't envy one another. Uh, be kind, tenderhearted, bear, seek good. Don't repay evil. Don't complain, confess sins. These are all one another's love one another, serve one another, greet one another with a kiss of love. That's tough for some of us. Yep. Um, be devoted to one another. And that, I mean, I just, I'm obviously not going to read all. Well, in a lot of the new Testament, they're like, is just an exhortation to believers mm-hmm. from another believer who a yes. lot of times like trained these communities right. up um, right. and were teaching them and discipling right those groups of people and it is amazing how much friendship is exhorted yes be friends with one another yeah it will be so much better yes you have friends (laughs) so much better and i just think that you know we you you have to at this point bring in the concept of the digital age into how it affects our relationships because what we're really talking about are relationships how do we relate to one another within the body of christ Mm -hmm. um and we are we are so plainly told in scripture what relationships are to look like uh friendships marriages families um we're told all over the place and i think that a lot of what um those relationships involve include so much more patience and grace than uh, we're ever capable of giving, but then we're mostly that we're ever really even aware we should be giving. Right. Um, and then we have just very, we're so disconnected <laughs> in our day and, and not just by, by the fact that everything's so digital, but just the fact of the kind of cities that we live in. Right. Um, the fact that we're so physically separated from one another. Um, 
by just the fact that we all have cars. But then how quickly can we all get to one another for a long time? Right. Well, and how closest... connected are we in the way that if you're thinking of your friend, you can just shoot him a Facebook message it, and imme- be like, you can I was just thinking about you immediately. Yeah. And so I just think that it's so our setup now is so different than mm-hmm. the time that the New Testament was written. But all of these things are possible. Yeah. And I don't know that we are really all that conscious of them yeah. all the time. Um, and relationships, <laughs> relationships are difficult because yeah. of sin. Every time a relationship is difficult, it's because of sin. Mm-hmm. Yours or the other parties. Right. It doesn't matter. Sin's involved. Um, and how often is like our posture one of like this person's sinning, but how much more am I a sinner? Right. <laughs> I'm the chief of sinners. Right. So how much patience can I have right now? Right. That's what I like. I just, I wrote in my notes, I just, and I kind of already said this is like my, the primary thought I try to have about friendship is that I can always be a better friend. Um, and I really try not to dwell on how people could be a better friend to me. Uh, and I have failed thoroughly <laughs> in this area. Right. We and all I, have. And I have blamed entire portions of my life on people not being a better friend to me. Right. Uh, did I did I tell them what was going on? <laughs> no. 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 And, and so what I mean is like you I I friendship is an it's an amazing and beautiful precious thing. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also not to be our like our gauge on how valuable and worthy mm-hmm. we are. You can feel like you have no friends and still be a servant and still be loving to people. You can feel like you have no friends and you can talk to someone about that. Right. And say, I feel so lonely and like I have nobody. Right. Um, and so so the answer is never how can they be better and serve me better? <laughs> right. Right. The answer is what can I do? Right. What can I do to be more friendly? What can I do uh, to serve more people? Um, right. What can I do to just make myself known even just right. the tiniest little bit? And I'm not saying any of that is easy. I just told you I did it for years. <laughs> um, so, but I think it's important. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I just wanted to yeah. say into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there. We, we have been so blessed with the circle of people we're in. Right. That we can honestly look at points in our lives where we were in deep trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it was deep sin or it was just very problematic times, right. ugly times where people have come, the church has come alongside us and loved us and cared for us in a sacrificial way that we could never, ever repay. Um, and it was never for their gain, but it was, you know, it was to fulfill the one another's. It was to bear one another's burdens. Right. It was, that was the role that they were taking. And, um, you know, a lot of times I'll hear people just talking about how they're in this horrible situation and they have no help. And it's like, well, where is your church? Mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, and sometimes the response is I don't have one or the church isn't helping and the church isn't acting like the church at that time. Right. That's what's happening. The church isn't right. being the church. Um, and so it is difficult. I asked, I think you and I asked Rosaria offline after we talked to her last time, or maybe we asked her during the interview, like, okay, how do I be more hospitable? 
Like, mm-hmm. what do I, what's the first step? And it was like, you just, just start. Yeah. Just invite people over. Invite someone over. Mm-hmm. Um, invite someone to coffee. Exactly. Make you them just dinner. take the first step and, and hospitality is going to look different in whatever season you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I think you can figure it out. Uh, you might be able to do more things at, at during one season than you can in another. Um, you know, she shared when they had, I think, foster kids or younger kids, they didn't have people over as much. It's mm-hmm. more difficult to do. And I get that. But it, it is like, is it a goal? Is it a focus? Are you consciously thinking of ways to do this, to love right. your friends, to um, make those relationships, to um, to serve? And I just think that, especially in the context of talking about um, people in the church uh, with sinful desires Mm -hmm. whether it's homosexuality or not because i'm not interested in giving uh any kind of sexual sin a pass oh yeah that's not what this is about um but when we're talking specifically about that conversation like kind of the question is like okay i'm gay i have to be celibate what now well how how do we change that conversation to um you are not defined by your sinful desires Mm -hmm. and you are not alone. Yeah. You are my brother. You are my sister. You are not alone. You are welcome here. Um, I will bear this burden with you as much as I can. Um, Well, and I just want to say that like being alone, that's a lie. mm -hmm. Like that's, that's a lie. Yeah. Even if it, even if it it feels that way, feels like you are right. Trust me. Like, most right. people have been there. I have been there. Um, but that is a lie that you are willing to let into your life. Um, and it, it's not going to go away o- overnight. Right. It's not going to go away the first friend you make either. Right. Um, if you th- fundamentally feeling alone and feeling friendless, feeling a lack of intimacy with anyone indicates a lack of intimacy with God. Right. Um, and, I like, I wish that there was a way that we could just like inject things, just like certain ideas, like into people. I wish that was possible for my own life. Um, (laughs) But God, God isn't your friend, but he cares for you. It's a completely different thing than a friend. It's so much better. (laughs) So much Um, better. You don't even want him to be your friend. (laughs) Just let him. Let him be your God. You want him to be your God, your savior. (laughs) I mean, okay, fine. Jesus is a friend to sinners. That's not what we're talking about. Like he's so, he's way more than that. More than any human could be. Um, But so he like, he designed it this way. He knows the beauty of friendship. He could appreciate the longing that you have for that. Right. And you have it with him. Yep. Like you have it now. Yes. Right now. You already have it. Yeah. You can literally never be alone <laughs> right. if you're saved. Right. You can't. Right. Um. So, I mean, that's... Take comfort in that. Yes. And, it's a, and God really does... Yeah. Like, here's the truth. So, if the lie is I'm alone, mm-hmm. the truth is that no, you're not. Mm-hmm. God's with you. Mm-hmm. He's not just with you. He cares about you. Mm-hmm. Um, he cares for you. Mm-hmm. He provides for your needs. Say it. Yeah. He's not your friend, but that's, I mean, if you're looking for a friend, 
that's even better. <laughs> so you've got the best thing you could ask for. You and, have the savior. Right. And by serving people. So when every, if, if everyone considered other people mm-hmm. as more significant, mm-hmm. then everyone's needs get Met. cared for. Yes. Yes. And so sometimes when you find yourself just looking inward so much, the best thing to do is to stop looking inward. Look upward. Look out into the world um, of people that a lot of them probably feel the same way as you. Yeah. That's it. That's all I have. Me too. Okay. Um, Let's see. What do we need to tell them? Oh, we have a Patreon video, a new one this week. So if you support us on Patreon, go check that out. I don't actually know what day it'll be posted. Maybe it's already posted. I don't even know. Just watch our Facebook page and I'll for sure let you know. Right. Um, And if you want to see that, then you can go to patreon.com slash sheologians for six bucks a month. You can help us keep putting out content, partner with us and get Patreon only content. And yay. yay. I don't, I don't know what else to And support them. us. Yeah. Partner with us. That's all great. those, all those things. Um, we need you guys to keep the mics on. That's right. Be our friend. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, like if you think about it, I don't know. It's weird. Like I, a lot of what we talk about on this show is things we think about in our own lives, things we've applied in our own lives recently or previously. Um, and so like, these are all just things that like, we want to talk to you guys about yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Like we're talking, Summer and I are talking to each other about it, but right. we want to talk to you guys about them. Right. And so we really do view you guys as a part of, of Sheologians. Yeah. It's a huge, important part. It not is, just yeah. Not just pledges and all that stuff. Like, right. It, it's very important to yeah. us. And the voicemails are so encouraging. Have yeah. you caught up yet? I have. You got, I, need, I actually have four I haven't listened to yet. And I'm like, am I going to cry again? Do I need to take <laughs> off my mascara? You guys are so sweet. Our voicemail number is 470-465-0475. I'm actually not sure about that. <laughs> I just never want us to learn it. I still never know. Like you get... Okay. Seven more numbers than I do. 470-465-0475. I think that's right. I don't know. You can leave us a voicemail or leave someone Listen a voicemail. Listen to one of our previous episodes <laughs> for the voicemail. Can you just scroll back to our Instagram <laughs> at have you had your soup today and follow us on Facebook and find it because that'd be great. I should write this down somewhere. Anyway, that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.